Welcome to another week on Let's Get Real with Coach Menachem Show, Sunday Nights. Originally a Zoom interactive platform where we discuss real life scenarios with real live people. Hi everybody, welcome to tonight's amazing share. We thank everybody for coming back after such a nice break of Yontiv. Start off with a bang, and thank you everybody for coming. Um, tonight's share is share number 74. And again, I always start off every week thanking everybody for posting on their WhatsApp statuses and emailing it out to their friends and letting people know about it. Baruch Hashem, uh, we're doing this for a little bit over a year and a half, and uh, it's pretty popular, and we appreciate everybody for coming and being part of it, and the people. And I always say, even if you don't come, tell people about it. A lot of topics are not relevant to you, but they're relevant to other people, and it's a tremendous chizik, and we get... The feedback we get and the stories we have and the are really unbelievable and they'll all be in Menachem's book. We'll talk about it soon. And uh, for all those who are watching the replay of this um, on YouTube, please please click on the like button and click on the subscribe button, Coach Menachem, because me and Menachem make millions of dollars on YouTube and we appreciate your help and support. I want to thank first of all all of our advertising sponsors for promoting us on all the digital channels. First, I want to promote thank the Lakewood Scoop over here, our home base in Lakewood, for promoting us every week, week in, week out. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. A special thank you to Rabbi Yanif from Chazak for promoting us. And a special thank you to Chayla Kaufman and Shmuel Summer from JCN, Jewish Content Network, for always promoting us on all the digital Jewish platforms. Really appreciate it. Again, if anybody's here the first time, um, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. on this Zoom ID, we have many different shiurim, different topics, different rabbonim, different therapists. And, um, you know, as I say, not every topic's for you, but they're powerful. So please spread the word. We'll talk about next week. Next week, we have a very specific program, special program. Next week, Sunday, October 10th, we'll be having an episode with, um, it's going to be discussing marriages in crisis. Um, it's a really hardcore topic, crisis slash divorce, with world, world-class world marriage counselor, Gary Newman, who's a world-renowned psychotherapist and marriage counselor. And he has many New York Times bestselling books, together with uh, Av Bezner, Rabbi Avram Khan from Raj Bezden of New City, New York. So um, it's going to be an amazing, powerful program. If anybody uh, can come and join, I'm sure there's something to learn. And obviously, if you know anybody who's, who's having difficulties, tell them to come and to join, to be part of it. And it should be deep and meaningful. And please uh, spread the word. And tonight, again, we have the schos of having Rabbi Daniel Kalish again with us tonight. Rabbi Kalish, as they say, says in the Gemara, usually once a person speaks once, he can't say any, speak anymore. The edus is closed, but because Rabbi Kalish is so amazing, we, we, have to, we have to break it over here with a migoy, with, with a kavachayim or something, and bring it back around two. And it's going to be geshmak. We're going to get into it in a minute. Um, let's first start off with the opening statement with our host tonight, Rav Agarin Hatzadik, Coach Menachem Berenfeld. Open it up. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. I want to welcome back, everyone, and wish everyone a gesunden winter. And for the, for the people that are new, Welcome to the family and the Mitzvah tonight. We're going to have a very exciting, very exciting shir. Um, for those who were here last time, the truth is, I hope everyone had some positives in their yomtiv. Hopefully, they're able to find a little bit of positivity. And um, Mitzvah tonight, we'll hear much more about that. I want to take a moment before we start again. This is after Yomtev, and we're starting again the long winter. I must say this is personal how I feel, and I see it from the emails and the feedback from people. For those that are with us now for a while, we can't deny that 
I personally see change in myself, the way I think different areas, different topics. And from the feedback that I'm getting from people and the emails, which is really, really unbelievable. And what I, what I see is that sometimes change can be hard, but, but change is possible. Every Sunday night, so the people that are here listening to different ideas and the different ways of looking at, at things. And you might not see it right away, the change, but after a while, you look back and I must say there is unbelievable change, Baruch Hashem. Tonight, Mitch is gonna to be very inspired by Rabbi Kalish, but even before we go to the chizuk of, of the spiritual and the chizuk, the truth is that there's a lot of benefits of being able to look at the positive sides of things, to live with the positive, to see positivity. There's a lot of benefits just for your health, for the way of living, even before going to the connection of you and Hashem. And in Mitzvah tonight, we'll hear much more. But the, the first step that a, pe- a person need, needs to realize is, wait a second, where am I? Do I need to get better with the positivity? What area do I need to change? The awareness is number one. And then eventually we can see what can I do about it? So the truth is, in every situation, yeah, we got a lot of emails and people are saying, okay, so if positive, you know, how can we change my kids, my spouse? You know, it's such a good topic. How can we get them to be positive? So here's step number one. How can you find some positivity in that situation? So that's first of all. And second of all, I want to mention before we start tonight is that let's not look at other people. In Mitzvah Shem, let's focus on ourselves and what area in our life do we have to put in a little bit more positivity to be able to see it in a better light? And you will see results. It will make a difference with yourself, the people around you, your community, wherever you are. But instead of looking around and saying, you know, they're so negative, maybe they should listen to this sheer, they should change, try to focus on ourselves and see how can I change? You walk into the office the next day and you walk in with a little bit more positivity. After a few days, people will walk over to you and say, is everything okay? (laughs) Something changed and people, it's gonna rub off eventually. So that's, I think, very important before we start. So before we start, I want to thank Rabbi Kalish for being here with us tonight. And Amit Hashem, we'll get a lot of chizik, ideas on how we can put a lot of positivity in our life and to get the connection with Hashem in a positive light and thank Hashem for all the positive. Thank you. Beautiful opening. I have a few things to say before Rabbi Kalish gets started. Rabbi Kalish, you'll help me with the first one. First of all, I want to discuss um, Kesha Nafshi. Um, it's an amazing organization. Um, I just want to mention it because I'm very involved with it. Um, they do a biannual Shabbat event appearance to have, you know, any type of struggling teens. They come together. It's really an unbelievable Shabbaton event. It's physics inspiration. I went to the last few with me and my wife. It was simply, we were blown away. Um, some of our there, speakers, therapists, and most importantly, the, the, the parents, the people that come are, are really on next level, really, really unbelievable. And, um, it's hard to really describe in words. Um, I can just tell you that I'm a big chassid and anybody that knows somebody or could use chizik should definitely come for Shabbaton. And this, uh, the next Shabbaton is going to be New Year's weekend. And we have the schuss and the honor of having Rabbi Daniel Kalish. Rabbi Kalish, you ever heard of him? 
Rabbi Kalish will be coming there, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna mamash Rabbi Kalish. We're gonna do the Zoom the whole Shabbos, the whole Shabbos. So so again, anybody who's interested, I guess reach out to keshenashi.org or you text me or email us. I'll give you the information. Really, really try to come. It's amazing. I also want to start off with a few. Uh, I want to start first. Thank you with Nachum Wolf from uh, We Custom Apparel for all that he does for Rabbi Daniel Kalish and all the Shirim. Um, he has the website wecustomapparel.com. So anybody can pronounce will be amazing. Um, again, tonight's show, we're going to be learning Schosim tonight for what's being sponsored in loving memory of Lani Borek. So, the Zechat Sadik Rocha, Chaim Leib Gidon Ben Chana Ruvain, Ben Chana Ruvain on his fifth yard side, Chav Tishrei by his family. He was a man who was able to see the good in everyone and help them reach their potential and had tremendous impact in so many people's lives. And in honor of Rabbi Kalish, with so much Akaras at life, all that you have done for Ezra and continue to do for so many, many of thousands of Talmidim. And a dedication to Rabbi Kalish for all the Rabbeim and all the Rabbeim who see the good in their Talmidim as a schus for their children, a schus for the, your children. And I also want to give a special thank to Mrs. Mr. Rabbi Mrs. Friedler for always connecting us. Yeah, woo! Always connecting us with, with Rabbi Kalish and being such a big part of this year. We really appreciate it. Um, and I'll read Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Kalish's bio. Rabbi Kalish, she'll fix it up, whatever I missed. And then we'll forward you as Rabbi Daniel Kalish learned in Yeshiva Fire Rockaway. And then Mir Yushalayim came back to help start Yeshiva Terah Shmuel in Waterbury. And is currently the Manal of Masif the Waterbury. Rabbi Kalish is an outstanding educator whose love for his students has literally transformed their lives. He is known for his outstanding talks, both to students and parents, that awaken, inspire, guide, and instruct both young and old towards a more meaningful life and healthy relationships. Rabbi Kalish shares beautiful and meaningful words of Torah and relates them to life in a compelling, practical manner. He has gained and acclaimed for his wonderful shmuzin that awaken, inspire, and encourage people to reach their potential, and as, as an Ebed Hashem. We are privileged to have Rabbi Kalish with us tonight. Rabbi Kalish, floor is yours. Thank you for your kind words, Rabbi Asher. Thank you for your insightful words, Rabbi Menachem. I want to thank you both, Rabbi Asher, Rabbi Menachem, Rabbi Aranoyach Fried, who's a silent partner. I want to thank the whole Hebrew. What you have here is amazing. The gathering of sincere people, weekly to really just grow is powerful and big. Never, never underestimate. Nobody underestimate a group of people coming together in sincerity. I want to share a story before there are people I want to thank. I want to thank everybody for joining, but I want to tell you a story. Never underestimate things. We just all came from a gorgeous yamtiv. I was to be with Hevra, Rav Gavriel, people in the Blue Ridge Shul, beautiful Hevra. It was one of the nicest Simchas tires. We all see people dancing, and a person can say, very nice, beautiful. You might say, Geshmak, people dancing. The Mir Yeshiva ran away from the Mir about today, a few days after Sukkot. The Mir Yeshiva had their miraculous escape where they survived running from the Mir, ending up in Shanghai. And Rabbi Yerucham in his beautiful Sefer, Yerach Mayadim, says that the Mir Yeshiva escaped right after Simchas Torah. And a week later, the Rishayim came to the city of Mir and a terrible Chorban happened in the Mir. And Reb Chatzkel, who measured every word, Reb Chatzkel was somebody whose words were tremendously measured. I was zeichet to learn by somebody in Eretz Yisrael for five years who was a Talmud of Reb Chatzkel. And he would describe to us how careful Reb Chatzkel was with his words. And Reb Chatzkel said, 
that the schos that the mere yeshiva escaped and survived was how sincerely they sang Utsuets of the Sufer. They had a hakafa. If I was a little bolder earlier in the show, I would start singing with the chevra, Utsuets of the Sufer. But Reb Chatzkel said that the reason the mere survived is when they sang Utsuets of the Sufer, the Goyim think of plans and are thwarted. Dabru Dabr Vlayakam Kimanu Kel was such Ernstkeit that it was it opened up places in Shamayim, and that's why the Mir Yeshiva survived. That's what Bhatskal said. Never ever underestimate the power of sincerity. If you and I would have watched it, we saw people dancing, we might have said cute, geschmack, fun, youngsters dancing. Sincerity is powerful. A group of people coming together, showing betach and faith, praying, davening, trying to get better is very powerful. So what you've done, Rev Menachem and Rev Usher, you've created, this is, this is beyond, that groups of Yidin, hundreds of Yidin, come together weekly to grow, to get better, just for the purpose of improving, becoming better, Avde Hashem. What you've organized, the power is immense and tremendous Yashikayach to you, to your Mishpacha Rev Usher that's behind you. Just what the Chevra here does yeah, I won't say it's right over. We'll get in trouble, Rav Asher, so I won't say. But Lumaisa, what, what the Chevra does is amazing, and it's tremendously, tremendously appreciated. I'm thankful you let me come. I'm first of all thankful in my house is a whole Gishmaka Chevra here. I probably should show them, but there's a whole Gishmaka Chevra that came over. I, I don't know if we have more people on the Zoom or more people by you. <laughs> I'm just thankful that they are. Let's for a second sing Utsuetsu. For you, Utsuetsu. Thank you, Rav Asha. I said I didn't have the guts. Somebody, somebody wants you just to touch the words. What is Utsu Sometimes people think of plans, Vesufar, but they are thwarted. They think of plans to hurt Yidin. To stop Mivakshe Hashem, Visufer, they are thwarted. Dabru Dover, they say a lot of things, Vulayakum, it doesn't happen, Kiimanu Kel, for Hashem is what the Yidin. Rabchatskel said those words, Ernskite, sincerity is worth, never underestimate sincerity. This is a Chabura of sincerity, Reb Menachem. That's what you've started, that's what you've created. I want to thank my son in Eretz Yisrael, Maishala, stayed up till five in the morning. He has Rishos, don't be Chayshim, they don't have smartphones. He got it back, Pashat, just for this occasion. I thank Maishi, I miss you, and I love seeing you even over the Zoom. It's an honor to see Maishi with his Chevra, CJ Kurz, Ezra Gerala. I thank the Friedler family, of course, and my friends, Meir and Yechiel, are close Yedidim. I thank the Friedler family for arranging. I have a lot of friends. Ellie Metz is on standby. Who knows? We may do a skit or two, or maybe we'll sing together. You never know.
I thank Rev Ellie. Matt Levin is here. Maybe we'll get a song. You never know what happens. The Chazi Yaakov Bladder is here. Avi Per, my friend of Rami Gartenhouse. My nephew, Nisano is here, Nisano Kalish. I just appreciate a lot. Rai Blumstein, my Chavar Rai Blumstein, Yehuda Gradko is here. MD Fried, the Chassan, the Tata, Yossi Garfin is here. I'm appreciative for the whole Chavar, Nayak Klitnik. Everybody, I can't get all the names. I'm not great at that, seeing the whole Zach, but everybody, Yosef Kasper, are very appreciated. I want to get Rabbi Isai right to the topic. And there's really two topics, and I want to explain it. Last time that Rabbi Menachem Rav Asher gave me this chos to learn Torah with the Chevra, we spoke about Ayin Toiv. And we know in Chinuch, the Iker, Rev Hirsch says it, he says that the bedrock of education is covered. In order to impact anybody, you have to hold of them. You have to be dazzled by them. To impact somebody, you gotta be impressed. You don't impact a bad person. You don't impact Rishon. You don't impact bums. You could do nothing to a bad guy. If you're impressed with somebody, you can impact. Avram Avinu, was the greatest Mekarev who impacted a world. He was an eye in Taiv. He had a good eye. That's the first Midah we're told about Avram Avinu. He saw good in people. My favorite words in Shas, Rabbi Yochanan sees Reish Lakish and changes our history with two words. Many people, Reish Lakish was a bandit. And many people, I'm sure, tried being him with love, with hate, with all different zachen and everything in between. Reb Yochanan utters two words to Reb Yochanan. And he says, you're perfect for the Torah. He saw kaychus, he saw godless in Reb Yochanan, in Reish And we got the great Amayr Reish because Reb Yochanan saw godless. So Chinuch, all of Chinuch starts, as Rav Hirsch says, the bedrock of education is covered. The Rambam says, the Rebbe is mechoyiv to mechab betalmidim. Avram Avinu changed the world with ayin toiv. So we have to have a good eye as parents, as Rebbeim, as mechanchem. We have to see good in people. What I want to do tonight is many people ask, we're a group of mevak Hashem, and we want to have an ayin toiv. We want to say good, but it's difficult. People have flaws. We can have negativity. It's difficult to have an eye in time. So I want to come with a plan tonight. And I want to say, Rabbi say, the following plan. I want to say, before we say, I'm looking at the next person. The person walks into the room, my son, somebody we want, a friend, a chaver, another person we want to teach. Before we practice having an ayin toiv on him, seeing good on him, we have to in general see good. Before we even see him and use an ayin toiv on somebody else, I want to talk as follows. Hear this, Rabbi Sai, please hear this. This year, I was looking at my son, Yisrael Mayer. He's six years old. And I bought him Apostle Lulav and Apostle Esrug to shake. I deemed if he's, he wasn't Chayiv and Chinuch, and I was, I can have Apostle Lulav and Apostle Esrug. 
Then I was thinking to myself, maybe he's chayiv in chenuch. Maybe he should be chayiv. He's a smart guy. But then I remembered the Gemara that the shear we paskin in Shulchan Aruch, the shear to be chayiv in chenuch is yodeil in aneya. You have to know the nanuim. The nanuim are very, very hard. You have to shake it six times each direction. There, back, there, and each time kishka sha'olin shaking the leaves. And if you don't know nanuim, you're not chayiv in the mitzvah. And I started thinking that nanuim is a drabana, the chsam soifer says, but you see, if the cotton doesn't know how to do nanuim, he's not chayiv in dalad minim, even though he can hold the lul of an esrug. So it dawned on me how important the nanuim are. They're the shleimus of the mitzvah. And the Nanuim are part of the mitzvah to the point that if somebody forgot to make the bracha after they picked up the lul of an esrim, they could still shake if they didn't do the Nanuim. So this year that this dawned on me, how important the Nanuim are, that the shleimus of the mitzvah, if you don't know how to do the Nanuim, you don't do Dalad Minim. If you didn't do the Nanuim yet, you could still make a bracha on Dalad Minim. It's not um, every mitzvah rabban, it's precious, but it's the shleimus of lulav and esrig. In a certain oifin, you're not mechoyiv in lulav and esrig if you don't know how to do the nanuim. So I realized how important the nanuim, and this year I was more attentive to the nanuim than ever in my life. And I thought to myself, when do we shake the lulav and esrig? All of us, such a precious mitzvah, joyous mitzvah, we hold the dalad minim, and we hold it together, and in this precious mitzvah, we zaychet to one time, one tkufa a year. And we shake it, the shleimus of the mitzvah, we shake it three times. We shake it, in, we shake it when we make the bracha vada. Then in halal, three times. Once by haidu l'ashem ki toy Twice by the haidus. Then we shake it on ha'ashem ha'ashem And then again by haidu l'ashem. Rabbi said, you know what hit me? Anna Hashem Shiana is an important prayer. We all need Yeshua's. We all have things lacking in our life, all of us. We have a lot of needs. And we need Yeshua's. And we pray. And who doesn't try? Anna Hashem Shiana. We need Yeshua's. You know what I thought to myself? We shake it before Anna Hashem Shiana and after. And I bookend. My Anna Hashem Hashiyana with Haidul Hashem Ki Tai Ki Lelum Chastai. And after I ask my needs, I say again, Haidul Hashem Ki Tai Ki Lelum And it said to me, Dan, we're shaking and we're praying at this important moment, Lulav and Esrig in my hand. Anna Hashem Hashiyana, but before I asked, I twice thanked Hashem for all I have. Haidul Hashem Ki Tai Ki Lelum Chastai. And it said to me, Rabbi say, we certainly should ask for our needs. Pray and ask, but bookend all our prayers by noticing how much we have. Anna Hashem is true and all our lives pray. We have needs, but always remember to thank and appreciate. Let's focus for every request on what we don't have. For every bakasha, let's bookend it with the prayer, Hashem, thank you, Hashem, for what I have. Hashem before and Hashem after. Let's appreciate what we have. On Yom Kippur, 
and Rosh Hashanah for that matter, but Yom Kippur is when it more, most recently dawned on me. I was davening and I was thinking to myself, go, trying to go through all the needs of people I love. I start with my, my mishpacha, my children, my, my parents, my relatives, my neighbors, my friends, the guys in yeshiva going through needs. And I said to myself that we have so much to daven for. We have so much merubim tzarech We have so much to daven for. And then I remember thinking the next thought. The next thought is we have so much to daven for. It's true we have a lot of needs and we have a lot to daven for, but we have so much. And what I want to suggest to the Hevra, all of us, Baruch Hashem, Ernst the people have dynamic shmakailenus. We all ask for a lot in Shmanesri. We ask and we have needs. I continue to ask. Let's start making a dynamic maidum, Rabbi say. Let's start marking the thank yous. We talk about ayin taiv klape others. Let's start before the next person walks into the room, in our own stories, in our own journeys. Let's start marking all the goodness that we have, noticing, being more positive, make, taking note, making a tremendous focus on noticing the positive. I think all of us, if we would do this, be, have an ayin taif klape our own circumstance, seeing the kindness of Hashem, noticing how much riches, there are challenges by us all, Seriousness, Yainas, it's an oil man but there's serious chesed. We are so, so fortunate. We have, look at this, look at, look at, if you want to know, look at our screen and look at our people. We have good people. We're surrounded. How can you not, how can you not be excited? Look across the table, look at your table, look everywhere. We have to start saying, Haidul Hashem, shake and get fired up. We shuckle zuch the wool of Anna Hashem Let's start shuckling up. Let's get it equally fired up. So I want to appeal to the entire Hevra that I want, in Chenoch, we all need an ayin toiv. We need to train and practice and work on seeing good in others. But let's start in our own circumstances to see the bracha, Certainly there are challenges and we pray and we'll continue and we ask that Hashem hear our prayers. Let's start noticing the kindness of Hashem, making a tremendous effort to have an eye in time to be somebody who sees the kindnesses. I wonder, Rabbi say, I wonder aloud that Avram Avinu had an eye in time to others is the one who discovered Hashem, the kindnesses, that there's an owner to the Bira that there's a creator of the world who's made it to us. I highly doubt it's a coincidence that the one who first had a good eye to see Chesed Hashem, to mark and notice and celebrate Chesed Hashem, all of a sudden our child walks into the room, our spouse walks into the room, our friend walks into the room, that eye in tithe, the good eye that's trained and focused to see the tithe, Sure, there are challenges. Don't let that blind us. Sure, we have so much that we need, but we have so much that we need things about, that we have so much. Let's all of us resolve, Rabbi say, 
to make a tremendous effort to notice the good in our own lives, the chesed that was surround, surrounded by. I want to end before the questions. I want to say that right now, all the Jewish people is pray, is thanking Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, that you blow the winds and the rain comes. We're thanking for rain. We're thanking Hashem for rain. None of Klal Yisrael, not Eretz Yisrael, not Chutzlaretz, started asking for rain. That's going to be yet time. In Eretz Yisrael a little sooner, and Chutzlaretz later, we're going to say the same Talumater. And I want to say more than we ask for something is we appreciate something. The asking, we delay. First, I want to thank the Haidul Hashem that we shake first. Mashavaruch, thank you, Hashem, for rain. It's funny to ask you, Hashem, for it till I appreciate it. Mashavaruch, thank you, Hashem, that you bring rain. So let's learn from this. We're thanking Hashem for rain well before we're asking for it. Let's continue to ask Hashem for things. That's important. But let's thank Hashem. Let's match the intensity. Every bracha and shmanesri that has a bakasha also has an end. I don't know about the oilam. This is a very sincere oilam. I catch myself saying to Hashem, Hashem, I this need that. Then I find myself very fast saying, Baruch Hashem Every bracha, it's true it had a bakasha, but it ends with the praise that you are Shemeyatvila. Let's get used to with passion. Let's shakal Let's shake up the lulav. Let's get excited to notice the good, to appreciate all the times you've answered, all that you have given. I think if we develop this eye before our child, spouse, student, other, important other walks into the room between us and Hashem, will already be melumid to have an eye in time concerning their character traits. This is something I think would be achana for, and I certainly want to appeal to this entire beautiful Elam to resolve, let's thank, let's resolve to notice the good, to focus on the good. That's what I want to share for starters with the Chevra. Beautiful, beautiful opening. Okay, let's get into it. Again, we're here tonight with Zoycha Tev Rabbi Kalish with us. So please, if anybody has a question, text us, Asher Parnas over here. Of course, live questions go first. And we got a lot of questions emailed in. Rabbi Kalish will give you a break a little bit. We'll take a little poll. We'll get the, the oil warmed up and then we will jump into it. Here we go. Okay, it's an anonymous poll. When you think about your children, your initial thoughts are A, positive, B, negative, or C, changes, depending on where the children are holding, where they're holding. So if they're good, then you have positive. If they're negative, then you have negative. That's the first question. Second question, when facing a difficult situation in your personal life, are you A, positive since you know, hold on, since you know that I have so much to be thankful for, negative, any hardships just drag me right down, or C, I try to be positive, but find it hard to maintain over time. Okay, two questions, everybody answer. And then we will share it with everybody. Okay, if you like those questions, they're good, no? A lot, a lot, yes. Yes, we'll a lot. We'll share it, we'll share it with everybody. Okay, five seconds. Very positive item. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's okay. afraid to say anything negative, yeah? No, it's anonymous, I forget, but then we'll say negative. Don't worry, tonight, with all the positive people here, they just, the share, like Menachem said, the shares for all the negative people. 
Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Let's share with everybody. Okay, question number one. When you're thinking about your children, your initial thoughts are 55% of people said positive and 4% said negative. Rabbi Kalish, 41% changes depending on where they're holding. Interesting, right? Second question is when facing a difficult situation in your personal life, 26% of people say they're positive since they know they have so much to be thankful for. 11% are negative. Any hardship just drags them right down. But the whopping answer is 63%. I try to be positive, but I find it difficult to maintain over time. Is that what we're going to talk about tonight, Rabbi Kalish? Exactly, right? Okay, fine. So we'll start with some of the questions that came in. Anybody has questions, please text. And um, here we go. You ready? First question, Rabbi Kalish. If Hashem loves us unconditionally and always wants to hear from us, no matter where we're holding, what do you tell your teenagers who are, aren't acting the right way? What should stop them from acting out? Hashem loves us anyway. I'm thrilled somebody asked that question. And there's something I want to share with the Hevra. And I also want to share a song. I won't sing it. To answer this question, I'm going to answer an answer and a song. MD Freed, I need you to hear this. Reb Ezi's here, Nate Isaacs. Shloim is here, Rebbe Yamin, my chavar, Rebbe Yamin's here, you the brightest merits Israel. I want to say like this, Rebbe say. I want to tell you a story to answer this question. And the question is like, if, you, if people know Hashem loves us unconditionally, what's going to stop a youngster, a teenager, or an adult from doing wrong? Hashem loves me. So I want to share the following story, Rebbe Rav Asher, I'm Zeich, I work in a yeshiva, right? Kaufman Schlitt is the Rosh Yeshiva, and he built a gorgeous yeshiva. Now this yeshiva, B'siyat HaDishmaya, produces very precious B'nai Torah. And yearly, we graduate 85, 95, 100 guys, Baruch Hashem, and people want to recruit the graduates. So we have Yidin come from Eretz Yisrael to, to try to draw the guys. Everybody wants a Ziz and yeshivas come from Eretz Yisrael. Many yid has come over the years with beautiful presentations to try to draw the guys. So they describe their yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael, this different style, such good ideas, and they want to draw a bacher. And it's hard. It's very hard to convince somebody to come. You could have a nice sales pitch. You describe all different, like, beautiful things that you're going to do. And it's very difficult to get a bacher to come. Comes a yid, Rabbi I picture the scene. Yosef Kasper was there. There's a true story. I'm speaking the truth. I have chaver mir that can be made. Comes a yid, walked into the base medrash, Eli. A yid walked in. People have good sales pitch and they can't get a bacher, a half a bacher, part of a bacher, one and a half bacher. A guy, a yid comes and the sense of everybody in the room is that he loved them. I, none of us know what his sales pitch was, but the sense was he loves us. He walked into the room and he came to try to recruit Bachram to his yeshiva. His sales pitch didn't matter. We all sense he loves us. He had an ava of Yidin. Rabbi said the entire yeshiva wanted to go. Literally 10th graders, I had to like hold down. No, 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 we're not, we didn't graduate yet. I was worried the Svarim Shant 
would walk out of the base medrash following this year. He was recruiting for the next year. They would have gone right on his plane, right? Two Yidden this happened by. Two Yidden came and had such an ava for the Hevra that they all wanted to follow. It's a tremendous mistake. The question's intelligent, but it has a mistake. I apologize. The question says, if Hashem loves me, what's going to cause people to serve him? The answer, the answer, usually I'm not so arrogant, say in answer, here it's the answer. The greatest seba that we follow Hashem is because he loves us. I never saw love pull somebody away. Love draws, love draws. When somebody loves somebody else, they follow. Do you know why millions of us Yidin followed Hashem into the desert? Chesed You know why we went to the desert? Because we experienced Hashem loves us. The secret Rabbi Sayy is I never met a person who felt Hashem loves us too much. So why isn't he afraid to do Averis? Much deeper, he runs after Hashem. When you send somebody loves you, you run after them. You run. That's the nature. Knowing Hashem loves us is a great, great secret that our teens will run after Hashem. So I beg everybody, there's a need for Yerushalayim because our Ava we can't always sustain. It gets weak for moments. There's a reason. But the premise of the question, it's the exact opposite. Hashem, knowing Hashem loves us, draws us to Hashem. It makes us run after Hashem. Very, very important. I'm so thankful he asked the question. I need to sing a song. You won't appreciate my voice. Elia, we won't even do a skit for this one. Rav Asher, there's a Yid Shloyme Guri. His brother Chaimel might be on. How do you spell Guri? How do you spell Guri, G-H. O O R R Y. come on. If he could sing a song that Mamish drives home, that oh, Hashem oh, loves, draws us. I see him. Shlomo, unmute yourself. Yeah, unmute. Got it. Got it. Thank you, Shlomo. I'm sorry to put you on the spot like this, Shlomo. It's <laughs> good. Give me some time. Um, okay, let me do it. Um, an everlasting love I have loved you For this I have drawn you With my love An everlasting love I have loved you For this I have drawn you with my love the mountains will crumble and the hillsides will fade away but my love for you will not end the mountains will crumble and the hillsides will fade away but my love for you will not end thank you you said it a lot you sang it a lot better than i could say it <laughs>
Thank you, Rebbe. I appreciate it. You're a beautiful person and you sing beautifully and your words resonate. Hashem's love draws us. The words of the Navi that Shloyma sang, Hashem's love draws us. It's very important. Thank you for that question. It's very important to know that. And thank you, Shloyma, for telling us that better than I said it. Beautiful. Okay, so I guess we'll go to the second question that came in. I have people in my life that, of course, have positive traits, but the negative ones are so much louder and they stand out. How do I focus on the positive traits and see the good more than the negative ones? And um, if I'm supposed to look at my children, teens, with an eye and toy, but they have a sneaky and untrusty, trustworthy streak, how can I find the good in that? Wow, wow, wow. Reb Menachem, I'm happy that question was asked. Two of my sons are sitting in my house, Menach, Yaakov and Menachem Kalish, and I want to tell them a chiddush they've never heard from me. I waited. They're, they're, pasha, they're both leaving this week, and I want to share the chevra from Imre's here also, the whole chevra's here, and I want to share with them a chiddush and the whole chevra here. Reb Menachem, I want this chiddush I want to be on this. If we have one Chiddush tonight, I want to share a Chiddush with the whole Chiddush, with everybody. Revarin Beller, my close friends here. It could be I once told you this, Revarin. It could be I never told you this. Rabbi Yaman Siegel, tell me if you mask him. If there's one Chiddush tonight, I want to say it in response to this question. Listen, Yaakov, Manny, listen to this. All of us learned the story as kids. As youngsters, we all learned the story of Yaakov Avinu flattering Esav. We sing it. I won't hear Shloyme to sing it. Esav was coming with 400 men. We know the story. We learned from the youngest ages. And Yaakov, the Gemara tells us, you're allowed to flatter a Russia, pikuach nefesh, life-threatening. Yaakov flattered Esav. I want to ask the Hebrew, we're all getting older. Esav was a very intelligent man. He was Yitzchak Avinu's son. Do you think if you tell him nice things, Esav, my master, do you think it works? Do you think Esav maybe would say, I know you're trying to flatter me? I want to tell you a pshat that I hold Emes Rebunachim. Listen to this. And our whole life, I believe we learned the sugya wrong. Yaakov Avinu behind Esav's back says, This is what I want you to tell my master, Esav. Hey, why did he call him my master? He wasn't talking to Esav. I want Yosef Kasper Shleimaguri, I want us to learn Nupshat. When it says Yaakov flattered Esav, it does not mean that he said pretend praises. Normally, Rabbi say, you're not allowed to praise a Russia. There was once a baseball manager who said something nice about a German Russia, about Isai Russia, Yamashimai. And he got in a lot of trouble. And he said, I'm not trying to praise the Russia. I just see one nice thing about him. And his mistake is that's flattery. You're not allowed to see good things in a Russia. It's Asr Hanifa. Rabbeinu Yoyna describes nine madregas of Hanifa and Shari Tshuva. The number one Hanifa, you're not allowed to see good things in a Russia. 
But Rishayim have good things. But don't say it. Close your eyes. What it means, Yaakov flattered Esav, means that since it was Pikuach Nefesh, they were busy in Yaakov's camp seeing good things about Esav. There was no pretend. It's not the English flattery you and I talk about. The Hanifa Yankiv is, Manny, the Hanifa Yosef Novi. The Hanifa is that Yaakov saw great things in Esav. That was the flattery. He was amazed by Esav. Normally he wouldn't do it, but it was Pikuach Nefesh. So when they went to Esav, it was no trick. They didn't tell Esav nice things. Yaakov's camp, very dangerous. Don't try this at home. Because it was Pikuach Nefesh, on a Russia Gummer, on a Yisrael Mumar, they saw amazing things. And they were dazzled by Esav. Every human being has big stuff. Normally, you close your eyes to a Russia. When it's Pikuach Nefesh, they saw big things. It's Pasha to me. That's the Pshat. That's why it worked on Esav, because they, when they saw Esav, they were busy with his Milos. But I want to say to both questions, on a Russia Gummer, you could see dazzling things. People are amazing. With practice, let alone on Yisrael Amenu, on Helga Yidden, we can see mindless people have dazzling things. Now, I want to tell you a trick. It's hard to get started with lofty things. So find silly things. I dress very poorly. Right now, my shirt might be clean. My mishpacha made sure. I'm a very bad dresser. My sons are very good dressers, and I love it. They dress sharp and clean and neat. They're good dressers. If I see somebody dress as well, I'm impressed. I want to see bigger Milos, but start with silly things, small things. If somebody, I won't explain this one, but if somebody has a good head of hair, I'm very impressed. You'll never guess why. But I see a guy with a geschmacker head of hair, I'm like impressed. He has much bigger Milos than a good head of hair. He has much bigger Milos than a nice belt. Rabbi say, take things that are even small and not so significant. And maybe even a Yetzirah of yours, a guy is a good jump shot, a good slap shot, is a good artist. And learn to be impressed. MD free, okay, a good hockey player also. Take things, take things that you're impressed by. And by the way, once you see Milus, you'll find Ruchnius and you'll see tremendous things. But I want to say to both questions that I agree. Sometimes we struggle to see Milos, but I want you to remember that Yaakov and Esau was able to be dazzled. And if we but let ourselves, if we but let ourselves, we could see and we train ourselves to look for Milos, we could see wonderful things on everybody, on everybody. People have amazing things. Here's a Russia Gummer, let alone Sadiqim, Bnei Amenu, Yidin. It's just to get used to, to practice and get busy with it. See good things on people. Okay, let's go. We have a few live questions, but I wanna jump through the, some of the big questions that came in. This is a biggie. I think it's relevant to a lot of people. We got, we got really, many different versions of Rabbi Kalish, but I really want to, I think it's an important question. I'm going to ask it very broad, so try to cover, you know, all angles. My spouse is constantly negative in every situation that we go through. Where does that leave me? How can I be positive if I'm married to somebody who's so negative? 
I first, I don't want it, when somebody asks a question, these are real people. So you could start like pontificating answers. I first want to say that I feel somebody's facing negativity. It would be amiss not to say to the person that it's difficult. We're talking about the power of positivity and seeing chesed Hashem and seeing good in people. It's very painful. So I first want to be nice that if we're around negative people is very, very difficult. Very. And I want to say that I, that, I, that I really understand we've all faced situations being around negativity, whether it's in a house, a shul, a chabura community, negativity is very dangerous and destructive and hurtful. So I first want to say how painful it is. And negativity does massive damage. Don't underestimate. That's the first thing. But I want to say something to the one who asked this question. And if the Olam could hear this. My Rebbe did a huge favor in my life. He did me many favors, my Rebbe. And everything that I'm sharing with the Chevra comes from Avi my father, my mother, and my Rebbe. Whatever I have is from my parents and my Rebbe. And my Rebbe, one of the kindnesses he did is he made Avram Avinu real to me. These parishes, we're headed Sunday, it's Yom Rishon tonight, it's really Yom Sheni tonight, and we're headed towards Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Nayach. In Yeshiva Nayach, we were already like fired up. Avram Avinu, you understand our father came to Yeshiva. The Zayda, the Tata showed up to Yeshiva. My Rebbe brought Avram Avinu to Yeshiva. It's not like a sugya we studied, he's a person who we have shaykhs to. We come from him, he dreamed of us, and we had my faith. The guys know I love the song, Avraham, are we the children? I like that song a lot. I'm no Shlomo Guri, but I like that song. I asked the Bachram and Yeshiva to sing that. We have guy after guy to sing that. Avram Avinu showed up to the Yeshiva because of my Rebbe. Yitzchak showed up, cousin Light. Ay, 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 ay. Every year, these, these, the Hail of Yidden showed up. And we were excited, Parshas Noyach, there was like an excitement to re-meet Avram and study in detail his behaviors. And I want to say to everybody here, remember Avram Avinu, one person against the whole country, Avram's called an Ivri and we're Ivriim. Don't ever forget the power of one good. And I want to say to the one who asked this question, you're in pain because somebody around you is being negative. And you're in pain, whether it's a boss, a neighbor, a shul member, a community member, anything, you're in pain from negativity. And it's painful. And definitely there's pain from negativity. But sukkah ends, Remember the power of one Lataiv. Ra is powerful, but Taiv is more powerful. I love that Mesechta Sukkah, after saying ends the Mesechta, Taiv Litzadik Taiv Don't ever forget, we come from Avram Avinu, one. Look at your screen, our gorgeous people. Beautiful, we come from one. So I say to the questioner, Come with the revolution of positivity. You learned by being in pain from one negative person how, power ne how powerful negativity is. Positivity wins. 
I want to ask you to the questioner and to everybody here, join a revolution of Taiv. It's the Avram Avinu revolution of Ayin Taiv. It's the being Daimet Hashem. So I say to anybody pained by negativity, if you have a negative spouse, be positive. See how good your spouse is. See their mindless and make sure they know. They'll know what you see. They'll know what you see. See good in your spouse. See good in your children. Don't ever underestimate the power of Taiv. Taiv is more powerful than Ra. I believe that. And we're a testimony. You and I being here together is a testimony to the power of Taiv. So I say in a home with as a negative spouse, so you need to bring dosages of positivity. See the beautiful person your spouse is. See the beautiful person your neighbor is, your child, your student. Don't ever underestimate the power of Taiv. We come from Avram Avinu. If I could say something else, Reb Menachem and Reb Asher, these two elder Yidin, you both live in Lakewood. I'm not Zeichet to live in Lakewood, but my son Yaakov was sitting next to me. He's going to start learning there in VMG later this week. And I want to say something to the Olam. Klal Yisrael lost the Tzaddik this year. The Long Beach Rosh Hashiva Reb I was not Zeichet to know him, though a close friend of mine married his daughter. But I wasn't Zeichet to have a personal kesher, but my Rebbe was very close to him, was a chaver and very close to Rav Egelstak. And they were together, Talmidim of Rav Aaron Cutler. And I want to say that in not knowing him, I was very moved and very, I felt that I owe him Akar Satayv upon his patira, upon his death. Why? I never learned in Long Beach and I didn't know him. I want to say something, Chevra. Rav Aaron started in America with a few Talmidim. They were a couple of guys. And these people came to Rav Aaron and a wise person made a comment. A wise person made a comment. Cutlerism won't survive on these shores. He thought, how's Rav Aaron going to come here and make a revolution? And a few sincere guys followed Rav Aaron. And today we have tens of thousands of beautiful, shining B'nai Taira, a country full of B'nai Taira. Because of these few, Yechidim who knew the power of a few. Never underestimate the power of a couple. Rebbets and Sarishnir made from the greatest revolutions in the last 500 years of humanity. She changed the face of our people, one person, made a revolution and look at the Nashim, the, the, the Beis Yaakov movement, the Chavetz Chaim, look to our leaders, look to our leaders. We always learn again and again the power of one. So I say to somebody who's surrounded by negativity, Ra is powerful. There's only one thing more powerful than Ra, Taiv. And I say in an environment of negativity, bring a boatload of positivity. And practice, it's hard, it's hard, but you need it. I say specifically, if you have negativity around you, bring positivity and know the power of one. Taiv undoes. And Avram Avinu, there was a world of, 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 of people not doing good, but there's only, Eile Rasha, Eile Shechena is powerful. There's only one thing more powerful. Taiv L'Tzadik V'Taiv L'Shechena. Avram Avinu wins out. It's a world of, of Emona, of faith to Hashem because of one. So bring positivity where there's an environment of negativity. That's what I want to say to that questioner.
Hey, Rabbi Kalish, a lot of people ask him, who is your Rabbi that you keep on referring to? His name is Rabbi Per. He's the Rosh Hashiva of Yeshiv Farakway. I was Zaychetir Shmozim at a very delicate state of my, I was young and very open to hearing. And he excited me at very young ages to be excited about Musr, to be excited about Avodah Hashem, to learn about the Avodah, to learn about our G'daylam. And he made a very big impact on my life. And I still feel Yom Kippur, I was by him for many years. There's certain parts of the Shemaynestri, I still see him in front of me. And he had a very, very big impact on my life. Okay, Maria, okay. Let's go to a live question. Uh, you're on. Okay, thank you. Um, Sir Mikhailish, I'm all about positivity and I work in Chanach. And my question is, um, specifically, I work in middle school boys, which you know is a challenging um, grade level. Um, how do I stay positive and focus on their positive attributes when they often bring a lot of negative um, disrespect to the classroom or to their teachers, specifically in the general studies area. So I wanna focus on their positive traits, but they're not bringing those to the table. I wanna, I wanna answer your question. I really thank you for asking and more importantly, thank, thank you for teaching our youth. A good teacher is worth, there's no money in the world you could say my son goes to yeshiva every morning, my six-year-old son, and he's crazy over his Rebbe. He loves his teachers, and he goes enthusiastically. It's life-changing. And I give tremendous thank you to you for teaching, for teaching our youth, teaching whether it's in the morning or the afternoon, but inspiring, encouraging our youth. I want to say something to you that will be surprising to people here. I want to tell you something I teach I, I'm Zeichel to teach also like you children. And I want to say something that I talk to my fellow Rebbeim about that I want to share. And I'm curious what you think. I'd love you to be unmuted and hear your response. I want teachers to even get a little insulted from the students. If a person doesn't, is not able to get insulted from his students, he's acting like, a, or she's acting like a robot. If you're honest and loving, a student says something or acts disrespectfully, it hurts you. A healthy parent gets hurt by their kids, a healthy Rebbe. If you don't get hurt, it means you don't care. You're not invested. It's easy to be like a robot. You walk in, you sound like a person who cares. And that's why it's so painful if they're chutzpah. I want to say that I want a Rebbe and a parent to be able to get hurt by their kids, but they don't need their kids or their students to fix them. A Rebbe and a teacher have to have the ability to, work, to that we can be mechazik ourselves. If I am hurt by a student and it happens, I get insulted, a student's disrespectful acts a certain way, I need to pick myself up. First step is I'm insulted because I love that kid and because I care, so I'm insulted. But then I have the ability to be mechazik myself. Yaakov, you hear this chiddush? I want a Rebbe and a teacher to be able to get, it's good that you get insulted and hurt. Now step two is that we have the ability to be mechazik ourselves. There's a tremendous madrega called levada. It's the opposite of codependence. 
is the ability to give ourselves chizuk. We have to come into that room with so much ayin taiv, so much positivity, so much good energy. It's true there's discipline and there's rules like that. And we can talk theory in a classroom. But the ability to strengthen ourselves in the face of sometimes a kid's frustrated, in the case, in the in, in the face of sometimes a kids are not in the best mood, and sometimes they're not even appreciating the course that we're merit to teach. But our ability to strengthen ourselves and come back daily with positivity, that's what makes you a great teacher because you want to be positive in the room. You are right. And I say to every Rebbe and teacher, the ability to stay positive, independent of the kid's behavior. Every parent, this is true. And to have ways of being mechazic ourselves, independent of our kids says, I hate you on this. They have, a person can have a tough moment. But being mechazic ourselves, so it's true with our students. We could face a tough day, a tough week. The power of a good teacher and a good Rebbe is to energize themselves, levadai, from within, and then to come with a good energy, taiv overpowers. But thank you for that intelligent question. Thank you. Okay, let's go to the next one over here. Okay. Hold on one second. Okay. Rabbi Kalish, how could someone come to the point where they make the first point to be a positive instead of their second point? Oh, am I happy for that question? The Chevri here, I want everybody in my somebody, house to hear that question. Somebody asked a similar question now also. They were just texting me. They were saying, you know, they're, they're, I want to read their question. Rabbi Kalish, I want to read their question also. Somebody says, Please read it again. The first question, there's two questions. The first one is, how could someone make it their point that when the first thing that happens is that they come positive instead of that being their second? Like, okay, uh, negative. Okay, uh, I remember Rabbi Kalish said I should be positive. And somebody else texts, you know, that they're more like in cruise control. They're not positive, they're not negative. How could they boost that positivity? I love it. I, the question is gorgeous. I want to say to that questioner, you nailed it. In every area we work on in Avodah Hashem, Chevre, tell me if you mask him. Rev. Danny Green, my close friends here. Rev. Danny, in every area people work on, at first it comes out very not smooth. When we're trying to see good in others, you could watch somebody. A guy walks in and you say, see good, see good. Okay, he's not so bad. She's pretty good. And you could watch it happen very unsmooth. Ellie Metz could do it much better than me. But the first step of all Avaidus Hashem comes out very unsmooth. And the question is tremendous. The person asked, I want it to be smooth. I want it to be my first thought. I want it to be instinctive. And the answer is first, uncomfortable and smooth and not smooth. But with practice, it starts becoming comfortable and smooth. In yeshiva, I only hire Rebbeim who look at guys and are dazzled by them. They are not working. Rabbi Russ doesn't see a guy and he like struggles. Uh, okay, this guy, this troubled soul, let, I, I assure you, the kid walks in and Rabbi Russ is like dazzled by the guy. He can't believe that he has this chos to teach him. 
Now that happens after a lot of practice. The start, if anybody played, I, I, I apologize that my warped mind always gives sports Michelle. But I happen, I was teaching one of my children to play basketball recently. At first, you don't have muscle memory. That layup, that outside shot is not instinctive. But after a lot of practice, it becomes smooth and comfortable and second nature. And I say to the questioner, don't be afraid at first, it's not so smooth. You're right, your first instinct might be negative and there's big schar in overcoming. It's a malbim, Rebbe Yaman, the malbim says, Orza Rua Hashem shines a great light on a tzaddik. Says the malbim, a tzaddik is somebody who battles. They have negativity and try to overcome it. means your heart is, is straight. It's become second nature. Simcha, that's a great joy. So to the questioner, I know what you want. You're spot on. You want it to be second nature and comfortable. My answer is keep at it. And you'll see over time, you'll do it naturally. You will notice at first, it's frustrating how unsmooth it is. We see it in others, we see it in ourselves. Like you're, okay. We look at our kid one day and we're like frustrating, fighting to see the good. But if we keep fighting, we first practice Sidkus, which is fighting. Eventually we come to the great joy of Yishrei Leiv Simcha, that our heart is Miyasha and we see the type naturally. So what you want, keep at it. We all want to get there. We have moments we fall back to Sidkus. We are, it's like forced, but I agree with you that the dream is that we work so hard and consistent that it becomes more smooth and flowing. That's certainly the goal. I think, I think sometimes uh, people would benefit from doing it behind doors. Sometimes people really have to um, train their brain to see the positive and they shouldn't wait till they see that person. They should sit behind doors and say, I'm gonna see that person what could I do now before I see them and find certain things. And um, uh, there's something called visualization, which even though it's not real, but you're pretending after a while, visualizing the same thing over and over, it makes a difference. But there's a question over here from somebody that wants to know how to have positivity just for themselves. If certain things happen to them in their life and they, they do have a little bit of tightness on Hashem. What, what would I Kalish answer to such a person that, that's, that's in pain? Wow, yeah. Again, before answering such a person, I give them a hug. So for before any answer, really like to just go to answers, I'd be very callous. So first I wanna say that to see Shloyma Resnick holding his baby, if you would highlight Usher, look at Shloyma Resnick, just had a baby, mamish fresh, and oh my goodness, just to see. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay, precious, precious, precious. I had it, that had to go quickly to some positivity. Shleimah, mazel tov, mazel tov. Shreemagadol, l'tayra, l'chopo, l'maisim toivim, Shleimah. Sacha, sacha, Beautiful, beautiful. Amazing, amazing. Reb Dovi Franken's here, I appreciate a lot. We're Zeichet, Reb Yoel Gold, who's impacted so much of Klai Yisrael. I'm humbled in his presence that he's here. My friend Yitzhi Kaufman here, David Eli Traub's here, Shimon Friedman, Rai Madlinger, who's impacted so many, is here. Really appreciated. Yehuda Brynus, Meretz Yisrael, amazing. 
So I want to talk about this question. I want to first say, Reb Menachem, I spoke so much. The, the question again, somebody said, is that they're a little angry at Hashem. And certain, they see- Certain things that happened to them in their life, which they're a little bit upset to say the least. And now to have that positivity is very hard. Yeah. I want to first say that I'm not a robotic person. And being honest, it's painful. And there's, there's Yisurim. There's, there's difficulties. And we don't have all the answers. And there's something called faith. And it's difficult. I want to say to this precious person that somebody like that, more than anybody, needs to see the Chesed Hashem because it's true, there are challenges and there's things we don't understand. I want to tell you a story, Rebbe Nachum. We had a tragedy in Yeshiva years ago. Somebody I love and the Hever love was Nifter in a car accident. And we were broken. The whole Yeshiva was sitting on the floor, bawling. And for six weeks, we all had difficulty moving and functioning. I was thinking to myself during those six weeks in pain, very serious pain, that life has challenges and difficulties. And Hashem is smarter than me. But what can I teach myself and others that I love? What can I give that will help us deal with difficulty? And I was to David Amelech Baruch Hashem. I chapped that we have to know Hashem loves us and find things, other things, little things to experience Hashem's love. Then and only then are we shayich temuna. Faith comes when we know Hashem is into me and cares. Then I can have faith. And David HaMelech says, lahagid babayker chasdecha, if I relate in the morning is kindness, then the emunas in place in the dark and difficult times. So I say to this questioner that I know it is hard because we're so consumed by the negative, but somebody who's going through difficulty needs this speech more than anybody. So let's find the answer is focus and to dig a, de- a deep like we've never dug before, to focus to spend a few minutes, we have a lot of rooms inside of ourselves. You're not gonna forget the difficulty, we won't be able to. But let's for a few minutes count some brachas. Let's say that person still says, So I wanna say to that person that it's difficult and nobody judges. And it's not easy thing to say to you, but I say Hashem loves you and find those areas you can discover it. What we are speaking is meant most to you more than to anybody else. That's what I would say to that questioner. Okay, amazing. We have a bunch of live questions people are texting in. Try to get some of them. Um, Okay, you're on live. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for letting me ask my question. I would like to know, Rabbi Kalish, how can you continue or try even to be positive in the face of extremely challenging family members? If you could just answer that in 30 seconds, that would be a great, great uh, help. Thank you. Kalish, I give you 20 seconds. <laughs> I'm reminded, and this is exactly what this hush of a person didn't want me to say. I'm reminded 
when she says answered in 30 seconds, she knows the trick. People say long-winded answer. What was the question again? I'll tell you a great story, but this can't count for my 30 seconds. <laughs> the guys here know I was talking before Tkia Schaefer and I was very fired up. I loved the Tkias. And I'm darshaning, I'm mamish. I'm trying to bring the chevra to big places before Tkia Schaefer, that precious mitzvah. And my six-year-old son walks up to the front and he whispers, Tati, Shifer. And then if that's not enough, true story, the chazin in yeshiva of Yankum Blatter who brings the tzibur to amazing places, his little precious son walks up to me and he says, uh, Rebbe, Shifer. It was dazzling. It made my whole Rosh Hashanah. They're like, Kalish, Yudrasha, Yagansa, Pilpul, God, Rabbi Shalom gave me a mitzvah of Shaifer. I came to shul to hear the Shaifer. So that's this hush of a person asked the question, said 30 seconds. I want to hear the answer, not a drush. I feel you. And look, I just gave a drush. I, I, I fell. But the question that was asked, if you have a family member who's very negative, so, so what do I do? I want to say, I want to reiterate that everything we're saying is specifically for that. First of all, I'm nice oil. It becomes more difficult to be positive. It's a huge challenge to face from close difficult people. But I just want to say we're talking the most to you. To, when we face negativity, the only way to battle is with positivity. I'm, 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 <laughs> I think to myself, somebody's being negative and you start ripping them for being negative. You just have like this cycle of negativity. You know what you do to a negative person? You hug them and tell them, but real, find their Milo. You only battle negative with positive. It wins. Taiv is more powerful than rap. I say specifically if there's negativity in the home, that's the place that needs it most. So this is not a speech only when things are great. And you're right. And if you're pointing out it's challenging, but there it's needed the most. That's what I want to say. So I empathize, sympathize, and understand real. But I say it is there we could dig deep. Now, how can we still be positive? Take good care of yourself. We have to have good self-care. Take good care. Do outlets and hobbies that we like. Nobody could take things away from us. We could be mechazic good friendships, take good care of yourself and then bring it and then bring it. You more than ever in such situations need positivity, fight any negativity with an onslaught of positivity, it will win. Avram changed the world. Okay, so many live questions. Let's try to get this out. Can I tell a story to that lady? But I, sure. I, I I, she doesn't know. Ask the guys in what a very, this is about, we haven't touched the 30 seconds yet. We have a different clock in Yeshiva. <laughs> the guys are laughing 30 seconds. Johnny, Aaron's like, you have about like, like 30 seconds. So we're like, I have a long way to go. I, I want to tell a story to this Sadekis. Ravasha, this, this, is, this is one of the most meaningful stories that, that, that impacted me growing up. Reb Menachem, this is a good story. Oh, this is a good one. We have, we have Nachi Gordon on Meaningful Minute. We'll make it a Meaningful Minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good story. This story is about a lady who's in Oilam Abba today. Shloim Zalman Yosef Saba, listen to this, Maisa Simchas 
This lady's name is Mrs. Glassman. For those that know the Reb Chayat, Reb Chesky Chayat from Pesayik, his son learns in Shar HaTorah. Reb Chesky, so you know Chesky Chayat? He's a Talmud Chacham, brilliant Talmud Chacham from Pesayik. Shout out Pesayik. And if anybody knows Mrs. Perry Hershout from the five towns, this is her aunt. She's in Eilam She was a Tzadikist. Listen to this, Misa, for the lady who asked the question about a negative, a negative family member. Yaakov Hevra, listen to the story. Aaron, listen to the story. Shua, listen. Hevra, there was a lady in, I used to be Zeicha. My grandparents took us to a hotel called Shalevim. And we went every other year. It was mostly older people there. It was for Zekenim, it was Kenais. It was for older people. And it was a wonderful place. My grandparents were at an age where they couldn't host us anymore. And so they would bring us yearly. We would take turns with cousins. One year us, one year the cousins. And we would go to this hotel, Shalevim. We were Zeich and we sat with my grandparents at one table. A table over was a couple, the Glassman couple, Mrs. Amazing couple and Mrs. Glassman, Alea Shalom, was a positive, wonderful person. She knew how to praise and encourage. She was a walking positive machine. Listen to this, Maisach ever. I'm not being Megaza. My parents taught me honesty. My parents, Zolgazunzain, were there and could say Adas to the story. Over Pesach, their table would increase and increase and increase. Though tell how to make it bigger and bigger, everybody wanted to be at Mrs. Glassman's Pesach table. She was so positive and encouraging and loving, a good joke, a positive line. Everybody wanted to be around her and her, and her holy husband. And that table would grow and grow and grow. They had to make it bigger. They were constantly, oh, I hope those waiters got big tips. They had to make that table. We would watch over Pesach. The table go from five people to 10 to 20. It would just expand. Picture the scene. She used to come to our table, one over from hers, and give us chizuk and tell jokes and stories and just, Cheer us all up. Oh, word. She, now, yeah, on the table, the other side of us was a couple. The man wasn't blessed. He's probably in Oilam Aban. I'm sure he did Shilva. He wasn't the most positive fellow in the world. And over Pesach, it wasn't so easy for his waiters or everybody in his environment. He was, he was, you know, he was a little fetchy. It could be he wanted a, on Pesach, Lela said, you're supposed to remember the bitter. You're supposed to, he was doing the gnos. He was being more negative. And he was a shtickle, grumpy, and it was tough. The bottom line is, it this chashva lady, Mrs. Glassman, her back is to his table, and she's telling us stories in chizot. Finally, he had it. And he says to Mrs. Glassman, Aleha Shalom, he says to her, why do you have to stand here talking to them? Why do you have to make so much noise and carry on around me? This old Rebetzin turns to the man and she says sweetly, she looks at him, she says, you're a wonderful person. I like standing near where you are. It's just more geschmack. 
you're good looking, you're charismatic. It's just nice to be around you if you don't mind. Like, I like standing in your vicinity. The man was Nepach. His wife said, Rabbi Sai, this is a truth. His wife told Mrs. Glassman and us that that night the man was looking in the mirror and asked his wife, Am I talk is so good looking? And Rabbi Sai, he joined with his wife that table and became the rest of Yantav. He was part of the jokes, laughing, gishmak. Never underestimate the power of positive. And I say to everybody here, if you face it, it's difficult. The tough line, the difficult situation, but Taiv is more powerful. Okay, let's get some more questions. You're on live, go. Um, I was wanting to ask you about one of my children. Um, I find that no matter how sincerely um, positive I am, and I truly sincere, he just doesn't believe the things that I say um, to him. And I just want him to, I just want to know how I can make him believe me. I just want clarification. He thinks you're not telling the truth. Yeah, or yeah, maybe, or maybe that, um, I don't really believe those things, or maybe I'm just trying to make him feel good about himself. Something. I wanna, I, I wanna address, but this Khashva person asked, I wanna say two points to this. I wanna say one point that when we say to say nice things, we mean that you mean it and we're talking, and you're a person certainly who means it. And I wanna just clarify to everybody, it's not about saying to our kids, it's about meaning it and feeling it. And I wanna say that the truth wins out. Often people think what they're doing is not working and they judge too fast. People have told me, Kalish, I've tried the positive thing. I tried the in time and it doesn't work. Usually that means their kid didn't come to Shachris the next morning. I want to say that it works. It works every time, but it's not a quick fix. It's a deep, profound, and lasting fix. Don't look in a minute or a month or six months. Often our children face a lot from the world and a lot of negativity, and we have to counteract. And I say that when we counteract especially a parent, it goes in deep and it can overpower the negativity, but it takes time. And even if it looks like they don't believe it, because we mean it, they will believe it. And it's hard for a kid to accept what you see. Do you know the hardest thing for a kid is my mother sees that I'm special? You know how hard that is? People think that's like a kula. Ah, you just see them as a tzaddik. It's the hardest thing for a kid. My mother holds them exotic. Do you know they'll want to prove to you that you're not right, but you're so right, they won't be able to. And it's very, very powerful to really believe it, and it will win at the end. They'll, they'll, they'll try to throw it off and convince you otherwise for a short while, and then they'll see they can't because you're right, and they'll buy in because you're right. So that's what I say to that. So many questions here. You have all night? This yes. is a party. This is, we should probably, party. soon we should do a virus. So ask Shloim again. We sh Yosef Casper, Ravashi, by us, like so long without a song is not so common. Uh, who am I looking for? Which Talmud? Yosef Casper. Casper with a K? 
Right yeah, K-A-S-P-E-R. Oh, there he is, the popcorn guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go, Yosef, yeah. unmute, let's go. Hi. Yosef, the Chevron needs a warm song. It's like Pasha. Can I be heard right now? Yeah. You're heard, we all hear you, Yosef. I don't know if I'm heard. Yes, you're heard, yes. Did he hear Rabbi Kalish? You want to repeat them? Maybe he didn't hear you. Yes. Yasef, do you hear me, Yasef? No, he doesn't hear you. I hear him. Yasef, could you hear me? Now I hear you. Oh, Givaldi, Givaldi, Givaldi. That was just a demonstration. Positivity wins out. At first, it didn't work, but we stayed positive. And now he's, you'll hear when he sings at Mamish. Yosef, what song should we give the Eilam just to, to be mechazik? There are more questions. Yosef, do one of your songs, Yosef. We want to hear one of yours. That's like exact. Thank you. Thank Am you. I coming in clearly? Because I'm on, I'm on like a speaker. You're coming in clearly. Don't, 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 go, don't go too loud. Don't go too loud. <laughs> don't go too loud. Okay. A little fuzzy. A little fuzzy. Ani Na 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 Can you just repeat the question so everybody can hear clearly? Or you want me to repeat it? In order, what this person, wonderful person asked, in order to see others positive, you have to see yourself positive. How could somebody see themselves positive if they grew up in a house of negativity? I thank you so much for asking that question. I want to tell you one of the most important principles in the world and we learned this from Avram Avinu. Avram's coming this week, Hevra. I, Shloima, 
Shloim, I know there's no music. Do you know Avraham Shloimaguri? Just the high part. Revashelet Shloimaguri, G H O O R I. If you call it live concert with Coach Menachem and Rabbi Kalish. Yeah, Givaldi. Shloim, the high part of Avraham. Avraham. Are we the children that you dreamed of? Are we that shining star you saw at night? You know it's true. That's why we call you Avinu. Our father of pride, we got your soul inside. Take us home. Abraham. Yes, we're the children that you've dreamed of. And we're that shining star you saw at night. You know it's true, that's why we call you Avinu. Our Father, our pride, we got your soul inside, take us home. Our Father, our pride, we got your soul inside. Take us home. Take us home. Shlomo, that was gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. I'm breaking the Rebbitson who said all your answers 30 seconds. She's like, on to my tricks. Here I delay with that song to think of the answer. But I want to speak very important about this question. Somebody asked if you grew up in a negative environment and I need to see positive in myself to see positive others, what should I do? But I grew up in a negative environment. I want to speak to this desperately. My close friend, Rebsim Chastern, is here, one of my biggest, closest chaverim in the world, who's a massive mashpia in Eretz Yisrael, who's changed and impacted many, many lives besides running a beautiful, beautiful mishpacha. And I want to share this with Rabbi Stern and with everybody here as follows. We say vidui, right, Majeski, somebody who's impacted tremendous amounts in California and beyond, Camp Agoda, everywhere. I want to share this. We just went through a month of a beautiful month of chuva. And we said vidui during the series, you may chuva beforehand, you may slichus, we said vidui. And we said, We and our fathers have sinned. Why do we throw our parents under the bus? I sinned. I have things I want to improve. Did anybody wonder why we threw our parents under the bus? Our fathers say, I want to say to everybody here, Rabbi Say. We have, I, the world asks the following question. This question, there are books on this question, there are movies, all plays on this question. How much culpability does somebody have if his whole country taught him a certain way, if his parents, grandparents, great-grandparents behaved a certain way? How, what do you want from a kid growing up in Syria? who has thoughts that might not be the most peaceful thoughts. How responsible is a person? His whole community holds, his whole, every teacher he ever had. 
The whole world wonders this question except one. One people don't think about this question, you and I, because we come from Avram Avinu, as Shloyme Guri sang. Avram Avinu, his whole family held a certain way, his whole city and community, but he was able to be different in every. I want to say all of us have beautiful things from our parents. Beautiful. I stand there. Anything I have in my life is from my my parents, my lofty parents, Baruch Hashem. And all of us have tremendous things from our families. Amazing. I want to say that there are also challenges passed down. Besides our own sins, we all have some trait that's passed down that our job is to rectify and change. All of us. And the job of a person is to find their own uniqueness and serve Hashem. And the main thing I want to share you, this is the saddest thing I'm going to say tonight. Rebbe Nachum, your Michael, if I say a sad thing, Yisrael Majeski, I want to say the saddest conversation I think in the world. I apologize, Reb Dovi is always positive. And in a night where we spoke about positivity, Chevra, maybe don't pay attention now. And a night, <laughs> Rabbi Zon Shlit is here. Maybe Rabbi Zon talk to the Chevra to distract them. I want to say something negative. On a night of positivity, I want to tell you, but I'm only doing it to get to positivity. This conversation that I know of in the world is take a person who's been physically hurt by a parent. I'm talking about patch and not, not slaps for chenuch. I'm talking about physical abuse, Rahman He builds up the courage. He's 22 years old. And he, after years of inner turmoil, of self-doubt, of low esteem, he asks his father, he builds up the courage, I need to talk to you, dad. And he looks dad in the face and he says, why you beat me up? I'm in so much pain my whole life. Why you beat me up? And the saddest answer I ever heard in my life is dad starts crying and he said, my father beat me up. Rabbi said, we are born to step forward, to improve to add, to grow, not just to be what we are natural. When man sinned, the greatest call of all our lives is Ayeka, where are you? Did you ever look for your little kid and his feet are sticking out of his hiding space? You know, I do hide and go seek with Yisrael Mayer. And he hides, but he's, you know, sometimes there's an arm out of the spot. His feet are like sticking out from under the couch. And I go, Yisrael Mayer, where are you? But I see him there. I know where he is. Hashem says, Ayeka, Adam, where are you? Hashem sees Adam. Ayeka means I know naturally what you are. I know your father might have been negative and maybe your Zayda, but where are you? Stand up. Stand up. Don't just do what's natural. We're not a tree. We're not a table. We're a person. Stand up. Don't just do what's natural. So I beg the question. We come from Avram. Avram's father, Terach, didn't teach him right either. 
But Avram brought Terach to Olam Habo because Avram stood up and he had children, you and I, who stand up. So I beg every person, if the question is, but somebody was negative in my life, Ayeka, where are you? Ayeka. Somebody made a beautiful organization called Hinemi, a Kirov organization, a big tzadikist. I say to all of us, make your own Hinemi organization. Hear the call of Ayeka. I know somebody was negative to you, but where are you? And scream from the hilltops, Hinemi, here I am. I'm not just gonna go along with behaviors that may have been, we get many great things. We're here with the rich Messiah. If there's something I must fix, that's what we mean, the sin of our fathers. That's our job to stand up. Our fathers did what they can. And we don't judge, we don't know. Our job is to take our Messiah and say, Hineni, here I am. So I say to a person who experienced negativity, I say, go find a mountaintop, stand up there and shout on top of your lungs, Hineni, and then go home and be positive. Here I am. We can overcome. We come from Avram Avinu. Other people's ask, what do you want from me? I was trained. I saw all I know. We don't have that question. Avram Avinu also was trained. You heard Shloy Maguri say, yes, we are the children of Avram. We have a kayak. We can do it. I don't say it's easy. But good things aren't supposed to be. I say that we can come forward. We could say Hineni. We have that power of every, of being an individual who can rise. And specifically, if there were patterns of negativity, you more than anybody have to stand up. It is not a good answer. That's what was done to me. That's a tragic answer. We're not, that's saying I'm a tree. That's denying choice. And I say you, scream, Hineni, as Avram screamed and the challenge of his life. Rabbi Kalish, whoa. Okay. Rabbi Sral from LA. I was just in your hometown. I was just there for Sukkot. Why don't you come say hello? It's a little uh -huh. bit too hot. The first two days were way too hot. I mean, I want to get a refund. I want to get a refund on the tickets, but uh, you're on. Wow. For you want to keep the Ilaman over here. They'll <laughs> stay on more adjoining once you speak. Here's here's my question. One of the most greatest things I ever heard you say, a lot of great things, is that there are two people talking at shul. And before you go ahead and you say, look, there's two people talking in shul, you should first say, ah, there's two yidden talking to each other. So I, I want to know practically, I, as, as a Rebbe, sometimes like a kid would get like a 30 on a test. And you want to tell them, the three answers that you did, they were great. You know, you wrote your name right. You knew what Masech that we were learning. <laughs> like, you know, you want to give them the positive and, and, and the... the the opposite of that is that when you hear other beings say, but you're, you know, you're promoting laziness or, you know, now, now people don't have to strive so hard because you came to shul at 11 o'clock, but you know, at least you came here just for kiddush. Like, great job. 
So my, my question is, how do we, how do you balance the, the positivity with also, you know, there's something called real avayda and you didn't, you weren't up to par. You didn't do what you, what you were supposed to do. And, you know, it's not just, uh, I don't want to use the word all waterberry, but it's not, Anash, we're allowed to speak like that. But, I, but how, do, how, how do we have the balance between being positive and, and being a person of it? Also, I guess a certain accountability and not just making like everything is all good, you know, no matter what you do or how you dress or how you look, it's all great because Givaldic. I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause. Rabbi Jess, can I pause you for one second? Sure. Just going to, a few people texted and I'm just a similar question. A person texted, how, how do we balance giving kids positive encouragement while also giving the proper necessary discipline? Rabbi Kalish. And also, I mean, it's all the same question, but I, I just want to read them all because these people are sending them in. Um, my son is in a mainstream yeshiva. He needs to be encouraged to maximize his potential. He knows certain things must be done to fill in minion three times a day. If we spend our time being understanding and respecting our children, how can we push them properly? How do we strike the balance and reconcile those two things? I mean, they're all the same. I just want to say one other thing. I, I'm sorry for going backwards, but it's such a powerful thing. Somebody right over here. Um, I've done it, what we spoke about right before, about right? I've done exactly what Rabbi Kalish just said. I grew up surrounded by negativity. I have no idea how I ended up being a person that everybody turns to now for chizik. Okay, back to the question. I, I, I want to say three things, but before I do, I want to say that everything we've spoken about tonight, we're talking a theory. I'm very visual. The guys know here that I like visuals. To everything I'm talking about, it's important to visualize it in a person. Every ideal that I'm saying tonight if you want to see a person who lives these ideals, look at Rabbi Yisrael Majeski. He's a walking kiyum. His ayin taiv is otherworldly. He changes lives with what he sees. And everything I'm saying, I'm talking, I'm darshaning, it's easy to talk. A person who's a walking, talking kiyum of ayin taiv, of seeing good in yidin. He's somebody who's phenomenal at what I'm saying. He's an ayin taiv. He sees good in people. His tata, he was zaycha. He, he, gets, he gets credit, but I have to say honest, his father saw good in Yidin. His father was such a metzius. And Rabbi Yisrael is somebody, his own kaycha sees good in people and has impacted many with this kaycha of seeing good. I want to say three things to everybody here. Step number one, a man once went up to me and he said, Kalish, you're a dangerous man. So how do you feel? I thought he was complimenting my basketball skills, but my kids could testify that those, you wouldn't say it anymore. A few years ago, maybe, but so I, yeah, dangerous in what way? You know, my, I can't shoot anymore. And I don't, I haven't hit a layup in a long time. I, I, dangerous, I, what, do you, what do you mean? So he says to me, you respect people struggling, so you enable, you're an enabler. By respecting people struggling, you're an enabler. That's what he asked. Very intelligent question. Very, very, very intelligent. It's important to, have, to, have, to, to hear criticism and to think through it and to learn from it. And the man said, if you respect people struggling, you're enabling. I want to say to everybody here, 
that what unleashes the giving covet is not a pretend. People are dazzling. And what unleashes the kayak that's in people is being mechabedem. David HaMelech's garments at the end of his life did not warm him because he wasn't mechabed begadim. Shloim HaMelech says, show covet to mitzvahs, yeira mitzvah yeshulam. Mitzvahs have power when you mechabed. The secret is what unleashes godless from people is covered. It is not a pretend that you don't give a nice trick as a, a trick. Like, oh, you just give, you don't give anybody anything. If you're be'emes, mechabit people, you unleash kayachin people. You unleash their power. That's how Hashem made the world. The Rishonim speak out. They ask a stira. One Gemara says, the Chorben Beis Amigdash, or the first bias. We didn't say Birch Satayra. Gemara Nadarim Payalif. Gemara Yuma, Chorben Beis Amigdash, is Gil Araya Shvich Zdama by the Zara. Answers, answers different of the Achreinim, that the question is, why wasn't Tyra Megan? Why didn't Tyra protect? Tyra protects from Be'er Averis. Yet we were Nechshel. The answer is we weren't Mechabit Tyra. It lost its Kayach. Shaloi Bi'erchu Tyra Tchila, so it lost its Kayach. That is the secret of Hashem's world. When you give covet to Tyra, Tyra has its Kayach. Covet to Mitzvah, Mitzvah have a Kayach. Give covet to people, it unleashes their kayak. So number one, being mechabit people is not enabling ra. It causes taiv. You're unleashing taiv when you mechabit people. One. Point number two. When we talk about mechabit people, we are not talking, you know Rabbi Yisrael Majeski is an excellent mechanic. It's not about not seeing we all are human, and you can notice and see and work. And of course, the question becomes, are you seeing a tzaddik who has something to fix up? Or are you seeing a rasha? Of course, there are things to fix, but the deeper thing is a special person. A guy talks in shul, I'm first dazzled. Did you notice he had a cool belt? What's wrong with you not to see as a boss belt? He has Ferragama shoes, for heaven's sake. Did you notice the guy's hair is beautiful? That hair that the guy has, you'll never guess why I'm impressed. But notice the mindless. And then to the guy with the good-looking belt, who's, who's, uh, did you notice he's actual? With just there's so much to notice. We have to notice the good, Rabbi say. And then, of course, it's not about not seeing the bad. Third point, and this I need, I, I want to scream from the hilltops. What we're talking about is not meant for a Bachar struggling and suffering. We're talking for everybody, Rabbi say. This is meant in your shul. The kid who walks in and has jeans to the kid who has good briskers and is coming back from brisk or he's coming back from a different school, they both need covered. This is not a trick for a certain type. This is meant for every yid. Every yid needs love. Every yid needs recognition. This is not a trick for a certain segment. Rabbi cites a big mistake. In your shul, this is not some tricks. This is not a matter like, oh, for a certain type of guy, I want to say something, Rav Asher. Rav Asher, if you're checking out a community 
You want to know, should you move to the community? I'm going to tell you all a secret. Mrs. Cantor, I'm going to tell you a secret. If you're checking out a community, never see how they treat guests. Because if you move there, you're not going to be a guest. You know what you should do? You should see how they treat people who live in the city. If I want to learn by a Rebbe, I don't see how he treats Talmidim. I see how he treats his sons. Because I'm going to become a son. If he's not good to his sons, my best hope is to be a son. If you're doing, if a Kirov guy comes to your table, the main Kirov is to have patience with your kid. Because his best hope is he'll become a Ben. The best hope of a guest is he'll become a Toshiva ear. In your shul, this is not tricks for the outsider. Give the best hope for the outsiders will become an ins- If I was a kid with jeans, I'm grabbed in regular pants. I don't have jeans. I, I'm wearing regular pants. But if I had jeans, I would look in shul how they treated the kid in regular pants. Because the question is, I want to become an insider. How do you treat insiders? Everything we're saying, Rabbi say, is for mainstream. I don't, I don't know what mainstream means. It's for if a, a person's a yid, a ben avram, he needs covered, he deserves covered. This is not tricks for a certain segment. This is for all our precious children, all our precious people, by the way, all to be mechabed, to respect, to appreciate, to have an eye and These are not tricks. These are meant for our most successful, healthy. So many ask, I'm in a mainstream yeshiva, I'm in this. I'm, this is for everybody. We all, Rev Hirsch didn't say COVID's a bedrock of education. I looked carefully. He didn't write for certain schools. He really didn't. Rev Hirsch like made a list of the schools. Said, if you're going to these six, COVID. If you're going to these, he didn't. I looked, you can look it up again. Shalom Zalman Rezik's a big bucky in Rev Hirsch. It's a bedrock in education for all our children. Covered, respect, you count, you matter, you're important. This is basic. This is a basic clarify. So after you do the covered and after you do this for every single person, and now you have to be mechanic, you can still be mechanic, right? Let's let's of course. But this is part of the chinuch, Rav Asher. When you stay, you're still being mechanic. That was the ikr of the chinuch. The covet is what unleashes the gadlus. Then, of course, of course. And by the way, when you mechabit, the person fixes. We're all human. Being mechabit doesn't say there are no flaws. It says that amakir, the greatness that's there, so let's fix the flaws. It empowers and encourages and uplifts the fix. It is not about being blind. It's no, it's not related. Okay, we have a few more questions to try to get to. I know it's late, so we you have some more time. This is a party, but I'm talking so much. I feel that everybody's listening so long. Okay, okay let's get it. It's a very long question. I'm going to read it and try to halt up. Ready? Let's go. After being on a journey with one of my children, we truly learned the work on ourselves and see the intrinsic good in them and all of our children. Now that we have a younger son in the mainstream yeshiva. We see how hard he's trying and see his choices he makes are amazing. What happens and how good, how to deal with all the boxed world he lives in who doesn't always see for good. For example, the child chooses to go to Mincha or his older brothers are playing home. They don't go. To us, that's huge. We see him as a Godel Adar. 
but when he struggles to come to me, you know, goes out during davening, does Rebbeim see that? Through we try to explain to his Rebbeim where he's holding and how the challenges are far greater for him than most of his classmates when he chooses, right? He chooses on his own. The world he lives in is unfortunately doesn't see what positive he is. How do we help this child remain positive with himself for his amazing choices rather than get crushed in the world that mostly sees their failures? Wow, excellent, excellent. I like that question. You, the, everybody here, Barabbas, sees I'm a little lengthy. A person had me this tightness and spoke long, like I shouldn't be the only one darshaning so long. I like the question. Intelligent, well-spoken. There are two you said this I want to say. One I have not said the whole night, and one I touched on, but I didn't say explicitly. I want to say a new you say to everybody. It's right now, 11.54. To say a new Chiddush, 11.54, might not be right. So late at night. Ellie Metz, but I want, I want to say this Chiddush. So let me share something. We, one, not such Chiddush and one Chiddush. The first thing I want to say is that a parent can impact the kid deeper than anybody in the world. I want to tell you a story. There was a governor in Connecticut. Connecticut per capita, a little T forning, is the richest state in America. It's a very wealthy state. And the governor of Connecticut a few years ago was a fellow whose name was Daniel Daniel Malloy. We share a first name. So his name, his name was Daniel Malloy. Now, Daniel Malloy was not a politician type. You can look him up. He was not a politician type. Now, Daniel Malloy was dyslexic. He's one of the first people in history to pass the bar without being able to read or write. And he's the governor of Connecticut, a brilliant fellow, not a politician really. And he was the governor of Connecticut. He couldn't read or write. I was very curious about that. And I once had the opportunity to meet this governor. So I said, Mr. Governor, privately, no cameras, no, I'm not, I don't know anything, politics, I'm not such a politician. And he didn't strike me as a politician. I said, Mr. Governor, can I ask you a personal question off the record that I'm curious about? Here you're dyslexic and you're governor of one of the most important states in America. At least I think so, because it houses Ray Kaufman's yeshiva. But I said, I didn't tell him that. But I said, you're governor of an important state. And I said, I want to ask you something. Are you motivated by all the people who told you in your life, you'll never be able to, you can't and you won't? You must have had a lot of naysayers. Does that motivate you, Mr. Malloy, Mr. Governor? To me, I'm a very competitive guy. If a lot of people said you can't, it would like light a fire. Did that light a fire in your belly? That's what I asked the governor. He said, no, no. I saw that's so interesting. It would ignite me. It's interesting to ignite you. Listen what Mr. Daniel Malloy said. He said, my mother always believed in me. This is Mr. Malloy. Daniel Malloy told me. My mom always knew I'd be great. And so it never mattered what anybody else said. So I want to say, first of all, to the one who asked this question, that we look at a world, my kid may face a lot of negativity, a parent is stronger. A mother, a mother's belief, and I have lived this, I have seen this in yeshiva. David HaMelech says, I'm an Eved Hashem because my mama was an Eved Hashem. The power of a mother's belief is more powerful. So that's one thing I want to say. Here's the Chiddush. 
and this I want Ellie Metz. I want everybody. C.B. Newman's here. Yoel Tepler's here. Riri Goodstein's here. Yakutolo Goodman's here. Tully Rubin. Akiva Goldberg. Nachi Gordon. Wow, Reb Nachi is a famous person. Wow. Shloyme Gurin, who's changing the whole Eretz Yisrael. Shloyme Tepper's here. Tzion Barzili. Listen to a Chiddush, Hever. Late at night, this is unfair, but I'm going to say a Chiddush in the middle of the night. Reb Ezi, Reb Cheski, listen to a Chiddush. I want to say... People ask, my son has a difficult teacher who's being negative on them. My son has somebody who's being negative on them. One of the greatest things you could do to your kids is not worry. Let me say that again. One of the greatest things you could do for your kids is not worry about a bad situation they're in. What do I mean? Showing confidence, but not showing, being confident. Remember, you hold your kids, your kids a star. Having that confidence that they can withstand a difficult situation is one of the greatest gifts you can give your kids. Mothers have told me sometimes, I'm just nervous, what should I do? Your kid knows you're nervous. What you should do is stop being nervous. Chazer, how strong, how geschmack, how wonderful your kid is. Parents see how kids wonderful, how wonderful their kids are. Parents see it better than anybody because Hashem gives us parents good eyesight for our kids. Everybody else has to work to gain the eyesights we have. Trust your kid that he can withstand. If you trust that he's not paper thin, he won't be paper thin. Gufa that you're so nervous is saying, I don't really trust you. So I want to say to a Halegamama, it sounds counterintuitive. I'm so nervous. Does he has a teacher who's, who's knocking him? It's very difficult. Trust that your kid can do it. He's so powerful, so wonderful that he can withstand this. So I want to make both these points. The power of a mother is more powerful than anybody else. A parent's belief goes deep. Daniel Malloy didn't care what all the naysayers because his mama believed in him. And that's the truth. That's one thing. The belief of a mother is powerful. And the second thing is that you're not nervous you are gifting your kid. Gufa that I'm not nervous that he's not paper thin. That belief, people can withstand a lot. Whereas describing positivity, and we certainly want to come with that power but believing in our kid, that's also part of the positivity. And even trying to be mechazik that he can do it and handle it is a great positivity that empowers and encourages and allows our kid to be strong and handle adversity. Okay, Rabbi Galish, one last question. I know we spoke about this the whole night, but we're going to do Chazor Sashir, and then we'll go to closing. You ready? Yes. Okay. My teenage son is constantly critical criticizing me and my husband for everything. He uses chutzpahdika words, um, but cynical words, putting me and my husband down. He's very demanding and manipulative. He's our youngest, and I agree, spoiled. He gets things He gets things most kids his age wouldn't dream of. He also wants everything his classmates have. He demands, if not, we are, if not we're called bad parents. He started therapy right before Yantif, so hopefully we'll see some results. But how do I honestly see good in him and appreciate him when all I do, when all I do is send him away, all, all I want to do is send him away to some school out of town with a dormitory. They come home once a year for a Shabbos. Now I just made that up. I'm constantly getting into arguments with him. Sometimes I spell it out that his behaviors is deplorable, but it doesn't end happy. He's a Zisa boy with, 
He's a Zisa boy with a lot of chain. He's very popular amongst his peers and cousins to the point that his cousins won't buy anything if my son doesn't approve of it. But at home, I love him dearly, but I tense up the minute he walks into the room. So does his siblings and my husband. Any advice would be appreciated. So it's a loaded question. It's 12 o'clock now. If we would fully... I figured, I figured you'd be warmed up by now. <laughs> <laughs> if you see my style, we might be here till Vasikin. And Who's thinking the next thing? I just want to know. I have to get him ready. I want to I wanna say one. this question has many aspects. I first, as a person who asked the question, I want to say that child rearing is only for the strongest. And if the person's describing that there are many difficulties, it's beautiful. It's the gift of all gifts to raise children that it has difficulties for sure. Everything precious does. I definitely sympathize with challenges and a challenging kid is something that's not easy and not to poo poo. I want to say one aspect that I said earlier. I want to close with this. I want to say that I would say to this parent, father or dad, learn to take good care of yourself. That the ability for a parent to be mechazik, we can have a hard child. I would say to the dad, if you're a tennis player, play tennis. I would say to the mom, if you're an artist, draw. And by the way, if you're a tennis player, find a woman partner and go play tennis somewhere privately. But I want to say that, that self-care is important. And the fact that a child's difficult just says you have to take better care of yourself. To be then up and ready to see positive. Feelings are normal that I'm so frustrated and this is so hard is normal. I want to say we get only a limited time to, to raise our kids in a certain way. When my oldest son was 19 and the first time I brought him to the airport and he went off to the plane, I sat down and I cried. I couldn't walk. And I said to myself, I was in my house till 19. He just, he was in Eretz Yisrael for many, many years, Baruch Hashem, and I said to myself that a certain period of Chinuch had ended and I just sat down and cried all different emotions, the happiness of the opportunity, thoughts of what I could have done better, all different types of emotions. I say to a parent that Chinuch of our kids is Amaleinu, this is our toil. It's not like a side job. It's a full-time focus to raise our children. I know we all have jobs. When you go off to work, you're doing chesed to support our families. Having a kid is a focus, a mission, an all-encompassing mission. I'm part of a beautiful shul of people. We're all raising our families. It is a huge task and an overwhelming task. And I say to every parent, take good care of yourself and roll up your sleeves and get to it. So I understand, and I'm not answering the specifics. There are different systems of chenuch. I think positivity in the home is huge. A happy, bringing in dosages as much as you can pour into that home. I say to parents when a kid's difficult, the fact that you're insulted and hurt is normal and a good thing. It means you have sensitivities, but then you don't need your kid to fix it, you can. By being mechazek, levadoi, by having ways of self-rejuvenating, of bringing ourselves back, prayer, good prayer, heartfelt prayer, Tashem, a good relationship to
to a friend. Very important to have the power to be mechazek. I have my own tricks. If a bachar in yeshiva insults me and I feel insulted, and it happens, we're all human, we feel insulted, I have my own ways of being mechazek myself. Every person has to have their own ways. We don't need our kids to restore our good feelings. A kid is a kid and different kids have different challenges. That you're hurt, I say to the parent, you're normal, excellent. Yashar Kayach, that it bothered you, Yashar Kayach. That it stared you, Yashar Kayach. Hashem said to Moshe for breaking the Luchas, Yashar Kayach, that it bothered you. That it bothered you, excellent. Now I say to the parent, find the ability to rejuvenate yourself and then come back with a new dose of energy and power to bring more, to stay in the sugya. I beg every parent, stay in the sugya, don't hide. Men especially are very good at emotionally checking out. Don't, 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 don't check out. It's difficult, rejuvenate, have your own ways through prayer, Torah, all different outlets of rejuvenation and stay in. That's what I could say to such a parent. Agree that it's a difficult task, it's the best task. All of us are fortunate, and my bracha to everybody here, we all should raise beautiful families of Avde Hashem with an eye in time, with a good eye and a positive eye, see great in our spouse and our children. But tonight's Hadgasha, how are we going to do it? How can I see good in him before he enters the room in my relationship in Adam Lamakam, in Adam Laatzmai? I'm going to work on seeing positive, noticing the brachas of Hashem. Remember Mrs. Glassman. Remember that powerful lady who she said to somebody who was struggling with positivity, she said a positive earth, I want to stand near you because you're a Gishmaka person and it, she was Mahapik. She changed the person's Pesach and probably, I dare say, his life. And I want to say to us all that that precious lady, Mrs. Glassman, taught us her table got larger and larger, such as the positive power of positivity. It overcomes, it wins out. If you find yourself facing negativity, negative patterns, all the more reason to turn to positivity. Let's notice, let's chuckle that Esther, with every prayer that we have, we have a lot of needs. We have a lot to daven for, but we have a lot to daven for. We have a lot. Let's notice the bracha. Let's notice the good. Let's take on the my positive attitudes of noticing the richness that surrounds us. Let's all be mechazek. Hey, Rav Asha, should we end with one song? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go to closing. And we're gonna, everyone should stay on. Rabbi Kalish has a story we're going to end with. A song. One song. One, so, one second. Let's go to closing. We'll do a song and a story. How does that sound? Good. Perfect. Long story and popcorn. Okay. <laughs> First of all, Gracia Shkreif, Rabbi Daniel Kalish, for coming on tonight and giving us so much chizik. Rabbi Kalish, I was a little concerned tonight coming back. You know, how much better could it be than the first time already? Ready? We hit all the shayim and shmayim, you know? But uh, tonight was Meridik, and Baruch Hashem, the was very, very involved, and we really appreciate you coming. And uh, how does next Sunday look to you? Are you open? <laughs> this is a party, don't... <laughs> a party, every Sunday. Again, for anybody who's here the first time, every Sunday at 10 o'clock, we have different shirim and different topics. Please let people know about it. Next Sunday, October 10th, we're going to have a shir. The topic is marriages in crisis slash divorce with world-renowned marriage counselor, Gary Newman, who's a world-renowned psychotherapist and marriage counselor. Wrote many best-selling books. Um, he was actually on Oprah also. And Rabbi Avram Khan is Rosh Bezin in New City. And it's a very powerful topic. If, if you, you need it or just the concepts are important to know, 
uh, please join and please let me, people know about it. Um, what else did I want to say? Tonight, share everything is recorded. My channel will be on menachembarenfeld.com. Um, tomorrow, we're going to upload it. And we also, if anybody has any questions or anything for Rabbi Kalish, just email us at coachmenachem.gmail.com. I will forward everything to Rabbi Kalish. And Hashem will try to answer it. Tonight's year is year number 74. And it's going to be on our phone number tomorrow. If people just want to call and listen on the phone, it's 848-777-GROW. It's also obviously on Spotify and app and all the podcasts and, you know, on YouTube and everything will be on Hashem tomorrow. Again, I want to thank all the advertising sponsors, the Liquid Scoop, Rabbi Yanif and Chazak. I want to spe- uh, special thank you to Chayla Kaufman and Shmuel Summer. And tonight we did the shear. Let's see if I have it here. Right, we did the shear in the Elon Nishmas, Lani Burek, right? Chaim Leib Gidon Ben Chana Ruvain on his fifth yard site, Chav Tisha by his family. A man who was able to see good in everyone and help reach the potential, had tremendous impact on so many people's lives. And a special thank you to Rabbi Kalish with much courage to tell you for all that he's done for Ezra and all of his thousands of Talmidim. And Rabbi K- another person says, Rabbi Kalish, for all the Rabbeim, we'll see the good into the Talmidim, which will be for their children and for all, everybody's children. for coming. Let's go to closing first, Coach Menachem. And then Rabbi Kalish, we could sing, we could dance all night. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, I believe the Olim got the chesed, they need it. And like we discussed the whole night, it's not just being positive and uh, the same thing is with thanking Hashem for what we have. Sometimes it could start there, but what we did discuss tonight is much, much deeper. Going down to the deep resources of the, of, of the person to be able to connect. And the truth is it's in, in every relationship between uh, kids, spouse, uh, community, whoever you have, if you want to have the real connection, it's really going down much, much deeper than just seeing positive. And like we heard, if you have the real connection, the authentic, um, positive, then there's always uh, good things come out from it. So I want to thank you. Thank you very much for this. And amidst Hashem, we should be able to take these concepts. And many of us have to start with ourselves. Uh, you go lock yourself up in a room and find some positives with yourself. Deep, deep, deep down. It might be hard, but try to find it so that you can have it for yourself and for others. Thank you very much, and Mitz Hashem, we should be able to take these concepts and use it and be Marbitz Torah and get closer to Hashem and Mitz Hashem. Thank you. Thank you, Rebbe Nachum. I want to close with four things. It won't be the full 30 seconds that the... If we took you and cut you up into everybody in the shir, there'd still be enough positivity <laughs> left in you for everybody else. <laughs> share it with the oil and give the oil a little bit of Rabbi Kalish. I want to say four things. The first thing I want to say, I never had the opportunity to be on Oprah Winfrey, but I'm much happier that Rev Asher and Rev Menachem, I, any day of the week, I would rather be invited here again than Oprah Winfrey. I'm sure she's a wonderful person maybe, but I'd much rather Rev Menachem or Rev Asher Parnas. What they do is a covered Rav. I would give four appearances on Oprah for one more chance here any day of the week. That's one thing I want to say. The second thing I want to thank May May Klenman, Rebdovi Frank, and of course my cousin Ari Nussbaum, Ari Lashinsky, Nafti was here, Elidana, it's Reb Shmuel Spitz, the Tata was here, the Galen Mishpacha, Yoni Galen, Yosef Galen, the Chevra was here, Aksim Chaspern, I want to thank the Chevra tremendously. That's the second thing. The third thing is I want to sit, end with two songs. No more stories. 
No more Divrei Torah. We'll have other opportunities, maybe. My best bet to get invited back. A lot of people can talk. This Hever sings. In this room, I want to sing in everlasting love that Hashem is Meishachas with his love. So I want to sing with the whole Hever in everlasting love. And then Shlomo Guri's song, Uvenei Yerushalayim, maybe Zivinir Chaim, a new song that they're releasing in a few days that there could be this against the rules. We'll find out from Shlaimaguri. But I want the Reynas family. I appreciate that precious family from Florida that they're here. <laughs> Mendy Schwartz is here. Yosef Sandler from Eretzrael with the Imre Hebra. Excellent. So I want to share the song with the Hebra in the room, an everlasting love, and then end with Shlaimaguri's Uvenay, and then wish everybody a good night. Mevezi, let's go. An everlasting love. <laughs> I am Bye. Be- 
I love you all and appreciate Yaakov Koko from South Africa to join us. What an intelligent Avi Per with his brilliance, a very eligible Shidduch. Special friend Ben Taira, Yaakov Zaychik, Svi Rand, also Shidduchim. But I appreciate very much everybody for joining. Thank you for staying so late. And just we all should have tremendous continued siyata deshmaya in our working on positivity, both in ourselves and in others. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Rav Asher gets the last word. Have an excellent night. The request is that the Bachram by you sing Tati My King one time. <laughs> is let me ask you, is Shlomo back on? He's the king of, that's his song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yochanan Badner's here. Thank you. He learned with my son, Amak Excellent Chavrusa and Rebbe of my son. Thank you, Yochanan Badner. Thank you to the Wilbur Mishpacha. I love the Wilbur's, Shlema Wilbur, his sister, the whole family. Thank you to the Wilbur's. Um, is Shlomo back on, Rav Asher? Shlomo is already, he's still in the high part. <laughs> <laughs> is he here? Let's see if he's here. Ravash, if we do everything now, why would you want me on? I'm going to ask, I'm going to get the Chaver Chaim Tzvi Perlowitz is here, Mayor Kalevsky, Yosef Chai Baruchov, Ben is here. I'll tell you what we'll do, Ravash. Believe that the next time, okay. I, I can't promise for them, but Shloyme Chaim Guri, he's busy with Inyanim. Yeah, <laughs> I'm David Yavin. He's an eligible person. They'll be here next time to sing Tati My King. Okay. So, Beis Hashem, the Chevra here is more shy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Reverend Taylor, we all love you. Thank you so much. Can't wait thank you, thank you, thank you all. Thank you, Reb Menachem. Thank Go you, ahead. thank you, Chevra. Thank you, Reb Aaron Hi, it's Coach Menachem here. If you enjoyed, please consider supporting us with a small monthly monthly donation to help sustain the future episodes. And it will be greatly appreciated. Thank you in advance. <laughs>